0: Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours, well, give or take, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 227. I'm Schmitty. I'm Donna. And I'm on Windows 10. And I'm also Zook. Shut up. Shut up. (laughs) Oh, uh, Colin was supposed to be here. We have no clever death stories, because he promised us he was going to be here, and that was Thursday, and then he had to reschedule. So now this is Saturday, and he still isn't here. He's stuck with Windows 10 updates. <laughs> he's he's trapped in limbo. <laughs> Windows update hell. Um, that would
0: be me. No, that's, that's me right here. <laughs> he's stuck between Windows 9 and 10. <laughs> Couldn't find the left turn. <laughs>
1: He's on Windows 9 SP3 and his computer has no clue what's going on.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say Windows 9 and 3 quarter. You gotta run into the monitor really hard to make it work.
1: <laughs> wow. We just went full nerd. <laughs> Everyone knows you don't go full nerd.
2: <laughs> Not till the
0: end of the show. Oh man.
1: <laughs> Didn't Harry Harry Robert Downey Jr. like Harry. Yeah. Didn't Robert Downey Jr. teach us anything in Dropic Thunder? You never go full nerd
0: no full retard say it. come on
1: say it. I was going to I was about to but I didn't um, and I'm,
0: most re- I'm mostly retard so you know going full retard for me is not that hard now that we've gotten that out of the way hey
1: shout out to our awesome friends over at trekradio.net kryptonradio.com openbookaudio.com stitcher.com radio KSCR, 4814 web hosting and eagle moss limited yeah that's all of them Whew. nice it is August summer is almost over and Windows 10 is upon us. And my microphone stand is falling off my desk.
2: The microphone stand wasn't supported by Windows 10. No, it's just at, the moment,
0: <laughs> at the moment it's not supported by anything. I'm bummed that so, I have to um, use Windows <laughs> 8 again. I, I,
2: I've been using Windows 10 for almost two, a little more than two months now. And I had to boot back in Windows 8 because I was having audio problems. So I'm holding <laughs> on. i because having...
1: I'm holding my microphone arm right now because the cable is wrapped in and around it, so I can't simply take the microphone out. This is this is awesome. So yeah, let's jump. Right Can you spin you. it like a rock star? It'll be more awkward when you drop the mic. <laughs> wow, no today is mics. just going weird. Let's go ahead, and I don't have any feedback, do you guys?
0: I have nothing okay. that I'm aware of, anyways. No.
1: Well, um, if I have to do this for an hour, my hand's going to get tired, so let's get right into it. That came out wrong. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) So did that.
1: Google Plus. Hey, Schmidty, you remember your (laughs) prediction for Google Plus?
2: Yeah. 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 So I I predicted that Google was trying to kind of slowly back away from Google Plus. Turns out that's probably not far from the truth.
1: You weren't 100% accurate because there was nothing slow about this
2: well okay this this is still not a hundred percent empirical evidence that they are going that, they, that they're weaning off Google plus but um weaning. in this nude article they point out <clears throat> in this article they point out that uh they are decoupling Google Plus from youtube uh meaning you won't uh, need to be signed into Google Plus anymore to make youtube comments and uh,
0: that was a big deal when they decided to go that route now now the trolls are
2: rejoicing now because i mean the whole idea behind commenting on youtube before was to troll the heck out of it right so now when they when they coupled google plus with it now you had to own up to your comments and and your real name was was plastered right there next to your comment people got around it by making bogus google plus accounts which didn't last very long but now removing that ability from the YouTube comments is going to unfortunately bring back all those trolls, uh, but it's also a clear sign that Google might be inching away from Google Plus. So
1: I think it was honestly just too much trouble to try and implement. People hated it. They hated the idea of it. No one was using it. I, and, and this is what's confusing to me. And maybe Schmidt, you can explain this to me because I never used my Google Plus login my YouTube login from days gone by is still what I use. And if I log into a computer for the first time, or if I try and import my profile, it says, great, who do you want to do this as? And it gives my Google plus profile. It gives my stolen droids, Google plus profile. Cause I have two. And then it gives my old YouTube one and all my old subscriptions are under my YouTube one. So that's what I always choose. So yeah. I, I've never quite understood that because it's never forced me to use my Google plus profile in the first place.
2: Yeah. So, so, for, for people like you who have never coupled their Google Plus profile with YouTube, um, you simply can't comment on YouTube. <laughs> but uh, I they, do. They require... You did? Yeah. That, that's they why I'm confused. It. Okay. And now I'm confused because I understood that a Google Plus account was required to comment. So <clears throat> i wonder if in that case, since your YouTube account um, was somehow... Maybe maybe in the background it was linked to your Google... A, a fake... No, I can't say fake because it wasn't a fake. It was you. Um, Well, let's be honest. When Google Plus first launched, there was a lot
1: of profile issues. People thought they were signing up for a profile, and in truth, they weren't at all, and then they created a real one, and that's what happened with me. I thought I was signing up for one, and I wasn't, and so it's possible that my YouTube one did create a Google Plus one that never fully materialized, but in some way was linked to my legitimate one? I don't know. I truly don't know.
2: And <laughs> I, Eisenberg commentator wasn't fully turned on. I mean, so exactly. <laughs> and I think, if
1: anything, that's kind of an indication of all the problems Google faced with trying to get Google Plus working correctly with YouTube, is that sometimes it just, frankly, didn't.
2: <clears throat> that could be true. I I, don't, I never saw a lot of issues like that. I mean, this is the first time I'm hearing I'm, I'm hearing of a profile-specific issue like that um and maybe it it explains all the other issues that we've had with you with Google Hangouts in the past. <laughs>
1: yeah, and, and <laughs> but, um, people wouldn't know that, but yeah. Yeah, I've had quite a few. <laughs>
2: um, but I mean it it's it's I don't think that is the only reason they're they're doing this, but I um I get a sense that um even though they're not saying Google Plus wasn't, you know, their their idea of a social network, they weren't doing it to compete with Facebook. I think a little bit of that um, is true that they were trying to compete with Facebook, and now they're realizing that yeah, there's no catching up with that, and they're 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 trying to back away from it. Even though I have said as a Google fanboy that that's not what they're doing, so I'm eating my words a little bit because I th- I thought that Google Plus was the future of Google. And now they're they're completely taking that out of the equation. So I
0: I think that Google thought they that it was the future of Google as well though. Yeah. What better way to harvest everybody's information than Google Plus? Well and keep in mind that well, maybe Plus, now they're able
1: to Google Plus came out during the heady days of Google where we're gonna have buzz and wave and I mean, the Nexus I Q. they were launching one thing after another when Google plus came out. You remember that there was yeah, like yeah. six months where just eight new things came out and it wasn't like Gmail where it was kind of, because when Gmail first launched, you had to be in the know to get Gmail. You had to get an yeah. invite. You had to know that it was even there in the first place. It was very on the down low. It was almost underground for the first while before they officially embraced <laughs> and said, yes, this is a thing. Yes, you can sign up Google plus and all the services that came out during that time was, Hey, this is here. We've made it. You're going to love it. Have it.
2: Yeah. Well, well and, it and
0: wasn't we, so much just have it. It was, it's yours. You now have to deal with it. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Well, and the Google, the Google, the internet um, is a very different place now than what it was when, when Gmail was released. True. When, when Gmail first came out a 2001 ish, the internet was a way different place. Now, or, or when this was happening, Google Plus, Buzz, and all that the internet was—you uh, know—everyone has it. Everyone has to have everything on the internet, and so it was more like a come and get it rather than an exclusive VIP thing. So I think they just got ahead of themselves too quickly, uh, try and, and or trying to keep up at the same time with with the Joneses, if you will. Um, and and so I, I get the idea that I mean, like what you said, Zonner, that with Google Plus they were trying to gather everyone's data at the same time while trying to force them into using this social network maybe they found a way to do it without that maybe now they're they're doing all that in the background and they don't need Google Plus anymore the same way they thought they did two years ago that's that's
1: that's a very good I think that's a good way of putting it Uh, and probably the most apt uh, analysis we're going to get for it Um, moving on remember that drone we talked about last episode I want to say it was last episode the one with the handgun mounted to it yeah yeah that bright idea
2: that cool, cool drone. Uh, yeah, I want one.
1: Well, let's be honest; it was pretty <laughs> cool, but at the same time, I think we can all agree it was a bad idea. Um, yeah. Well, there is now a letter uh, in. I know, where did this get left? When I when this headline was put in, it was a while ago.
2: Futureoflife.org.
1: Yeah. Um, they went. I think it's like just a regular uh, petition, but have a ban on all autonomous weapons, mm-hmm. or autonomous AI weapons, which in theory sounds like a pretty good no brainer. See what I did there? Uh, okay. Oh! But I think people are going to have a hard time with uh, with that if they ever know just how much automation has gone into different military weapons uh, and what counts as AI, what counts as autonomous. Right. Because while this may be in response to the drone mounting a handgun, that drone wasn't
2: autonomous. No, no. it was but, not. But, yeah, this isn't in a response to that. This this uh, letter has been – they've been working on crafting this since uh, since early early this year. So. Oh, I was not aware of that, so I stand corrected. Yeah.
1: But my point is, is like, um, okay, uh, what kind of missile is it? Uh, you play it all the time in Call of Duty. Uh, it can tag different vehicles, and it can automatically figure out it's – a, it's a shoulder-launched missile, and it flies straight up so it can come down on its target and hit it from above. It does that through a very clever bit of programming, in which case it knows the distance to the target, how to best approach the target, in some cases what the target is, and how to target it through a lot of rubble or whatnot. That's a bit of, maybe not AI, definitely not AI. It's not aware. But that's some intelligent programming in there. Yeah, Would that it count? It's so by a human. No,
2: they, they, they... I'm trying to find the exact phrase in here. Um, but they... Uh, they basically um, uh, define autonomous weapons as something that is not working with any human um, controlling it. It's working on its own to decide the targets. Um, It's working on its own to navigate uh, and then ultimately to kill all without human intervention. It's, it's a, it's a very different, it's a very, it's a huge distinction between someone flying a drone and pulling a trigger and, and a robot deciding the target and pulling the trigger. So, um, it's, it's more of like a warning to say, you know, let's never cross that line because once we cross that line, there's this huge crap storm we'll have to deal with. So,
1: And see, I find a real easy loophole out of that by saying, okay, yeah, the thing can fly on its own, and it can take off on its own, and it can land on its own, and it can go to the target area on its own, but it requires me to tap on the okay button to kill this person. Yeah. And hey, that's human interaction, right? Mm-hmm. But let's be honest, that's pretty much autonomous
2: yeah um yeah there's a phrase here that says there are many ways in which ai can make battlefields safer for humans especially civilians without creating new tools for killing people so they're, what they're proposing is that ai is would be awesome in battlefield situations um but not for the killing part the killing part should still be in the hands of the humans the yeah stop taking action. our jobs robots <laughs> killing each <laughs> other that's our goal well I mean yeah cuz it's it's the age-old question of do are robots capable of making that moral decision should I kill this person or should I not and I think that's what what makes war so intrinsically valuable is that we as human beings can make that decision on whether or not to actually kill someone which is um, with with kind of a little fear of crossing a line here which is what made some of the Japanese warriors so effective is because they got to the point where they didn't even care anymore or well, not care, but they got so good at fighting that they weren't afraid to die anymore. And that's what made them so effective. Like the battle at Okinawa and, you know, during, during World War II and stuff, they became so effective because they didn't worry about dying anymore. They didn't worry about who they were killing. They became war machines at that point. So, I, and I think that's what they're, they're trying to do here is, is split the human decision of morality from artificial intelligence idea of programmed morality so yeah i don't know weird stuff it's all
0: going to end in judgment day anyways but this
1: is <laughs> probably true Terminator. um before we get into our next headline i must apologize because i actually did have some feedback from ruff of course hey ruff now, we have been talking about that drone, again, uh, the autonomous one that's not actually autonomous, and how you can't actually shoot at a drone because it's an aircraft. Even if it's over your house, it's an aircraft. Um... And he writes, I think you guys mentioned air rights in a recent podcast. Give the Planet Money guys a listen as they discuss this. And it's a quote from an NPR article. Thomas Cosby was a chicken farmer in North Carolina who lived near a tiny airport. During World War II, the army took over the airport and suddenly big military planes were flying over Cosby's chicken coops all the time. The planes scared Cosby's chickens. They flew into walls of the coop and died. Uh, Cosby sued the government, and the case went all the way to the Supreme Court. In the end, the court sided with Cosby, ruling that landowners own the sky above their homes up to at least 83 feet. Uh, This is the first I've heard of it, because in all the headlines... uh, Thanks, Ruff, by the way. uh, Thanks for bringing that to my attention. Um, Because in all the different drone articles that I've been writing, the FAA keeps saying the same thing, and that is, from the blades of the grass on your land up, the airspace is public. So I followed the link he gave me, and I'm reading into this, and it turns out that, yeah... Homeowners or landowners own the sky above their homes up to 83 feet, and the air above 500 feet is public property. So where does that leave that space between 83 and 500? And it turns out that's where drone operators are trying to fly in. And that's what the FAA has been really cracking down on and sending out cease and desist things. Well, that segues nicely into the next headline, where Amazon is trying to propose a like different lanes of travel. So they're saying up to 200 feet should be low-speed localized traffic. Uh, between 200 and 400 is high-speed transit. Between 400 and 500 is the no-fly zone. And above 500 is, of course, public space, as just discussed in that NPR article. But hmm. I think, actually, this could work.
2: It could, yeah. And they're, they're setting aside um, some basic rules that uh, going between the high-speed transit lane and the low-speed localized traffic lanes you have to complete come to complete stop and descend or ascend vertically and then continue on your travel so that so there is a, a bit of a um a standardization in regards to you know segwaying between the different lanes and i um this way it it limi- eliminates a lot of the fear that we have with you know delivery drones which i think what amazon is trying to do this for um and people just flying Drones just for entertainment purposes, you know.
1: What does that do, though, for, say, hobbyist um, RC pilots, you know, uh, radio control airplanes? My freaking microphone stand is jumping everywhere.
2: <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> this will definitely put a hamper on Looks, Because I, I, I've seen RC plane flyers fly higher than 200 feet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I, they can't travel vertically. Yeah. yeah.
0: I've actually seen them so, go so high that I lost visual on them. Yeah. Well,
2: and, and at that point, though, they're probably past the 400 feet limit. Most likely. They need to be called on, but um, but yeah, th- th- there is no clear indication of that, and and maybe maybe we need to set even more three dimensional boundaries on that, where like you know certain urban areas or suburban areas, uh, they can commercial flyers or sorry uh, consumer flyers like that can go higher just for the sake of their hobby or or whatnot. Um, but I, I think I mean Amazon's proposal while not detailed in that area, I think would solve some of the problems that not only Amazon, but a lot of other like pizza delivery people have had in mind about using drones for, for commercial reasons. And if the, AAA appro- if the FAA approves this, not AAA, if FAA approves this, then uh, we may see the dr- drone delivery system come back.
1: I'm having such microphone problems right now. Thanks for covering. It's
2: funny
0: funny watching you. It it is highly entertaining to watch
1: that. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to beat this thing. Um, The microphone stand.
2: Thanks for the clarification.
1: Well, I don't want my hand to get tired. Um, In other Amazon news... Schmidt goes off to the corner to die again. Um, and this is kind of cool. Remember Top Gear? You know, my favorite show in the world and the one that uh, got basically canned uh, because the BBC didn't want to renew Jeremy Clarkson's contract. Um, my, my Richard Hammond, um, James May also left. They're getting another series on Amazon Prime. Holy crap. Now, if you are not a Top Gear fan, you will not understand my love for this. But let's put it this way. Currently, the most popular show in the world and the most pirated show in the world is Game of Thrones. But before Game of Thrones came out, it was Top Gear. And it was Top Gear for years.
2: Seven or eight years.
1: Yeah, Yeah, seven or eight years in a row. The most popular motoring show in the world and the most torrented or downloaded or pirated show Above any else was Top Gear, and it was the BBC's major money maker. It is a big deal, and for this to go to Amazon Prime is a huge boon to the cord-cutter market.
2: Yeah, it's a good thing for Amazon Prime too.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I, I would get Amazon Prime just for that because there was there was no other way. Yeah, I pirated Top Gear. I won't lie, I pirated because there was no other way for me to get it.
2: I didn't. Top Gear America was just horrible. <laughs> Let's
1: I didn't mind it as much, but it, it was available on BBC America a week after it had aired in the UK, and I would have done that, except I couldn't get BBC America where I live. It's not offered. So yeah, I pirated it. And now I can get it legally through Amazon Prime, through a cord-cutting option. That is insane. That is so good. And that is really cool. I can't imagine that some BBC exec isn't just slitting his own wrists right now
2: <laughs> or All because of jeremy clark's i mean that if if they would have just ignored that they would have still have top had top gear right now
1: yeah well and and the executive in question i won't say his name but uh he has a long history with clark's and the two have never gotten along they've called each other out in media it's, it's been it's been pretty negative so he took this opportunity to uh, to can him Pretty quickly, and I think they really shot themselves in the foot. But I think the real question here remains is, does the BBC, and by extension, other TV networks, understand just how big a threat this is? Or is it kind of this, well, if we won't have them, then you know what are they going to do? We're the TV network. Because I know there's been reports that Comcast still feels that way sometimes.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and and assume that large networks like this are still stuck in... The old old business mentality that, oh, it's on the internet. No one's going to care. Yeah, you know. But we see now with Amazon Prime and Hulu and Netflix all getting their own content and Yahoo, now, and and Yahoo of now, all yeah.
1: places, Yahoo. <laughs> yeah,
2: and and Crackle even they they have their own show now too. All of these places now are becoming big contenders against Comcast and BBC and HBO. I mean, they have to they have to join the revolution or or face. I don't know. Well, it's BBC though. I mean, BBC is not going away for a long time, but still BBC is state run, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm going to go back to our conversation we had with Christy Porter from, uh, channel four here in Salt Lake city. And she mentioned how the big networks, they have the advantage of the money, but they're panicking because they, they can not move quickly enough to keep up with stuff like this. Whereas these internet companies, they're, they're more adaptive they're able, able to react quicker to what the people want. I think that companies like Comcast are freaking out, which is why you keep seeing all of these bills trying to be pushed through Congress that help them preserve their foothold and keep the other players out of the game.
1: Their way of life, as it were.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Well, and, infor- and unfortunately, sometimes because those people have more money, you know, they, they've been in the business for... Decades, almost a century in some cases, they have so much money to throw at it that they're going to win most of the time. We saw that with Ario, and um, nothing else comes to mind because now, I, now I, my mind's stuck on Ario. You just have but, <laughs> rage.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw his eyes glaze there. He started like reaching for his handgun. Um, I want to know, and I'm not asking for predictions right now, but maybe from our audience, you know, give us a shout out, uh, feedback at com. Let us know what you think. How long do you think it's going to be before the big name? telecom companies try and either realize that they can't beat this revolution and try and bring Amazon or Netflix or Hulu into the fold if they try and make an agreement with them and get them as part of the oligopoly that currently exists or just lock things down so horribly that it it turns into open warfare. Because right now it's a bit of a cold war right now. Kind of, yeah.
2: But things are already starting to, to... yeah. Yeah. I don't
1: know. I I, I want to know what people are thinking on that. Um, We're going to jump the next headline and go into another telecom company, NBC Universal. They have just invested a large amount of money. And that by itself is no big deal. They do that all the time. Except it's a huge uh, amount of money into BuzzFeed $250 million into BuzzFeed.
0: Really? And you won't believe what happens next.
1: It will restore your faith in humanity, though. And Some things I,
2: you didn't know you knew.
1: I can't believe <laughs> what they added to BuzzFeed, and neither will you.
2: <laughs> oh, man. This, is, yeah. this
1: brings BuzzFeed's overall earnings, at overall value, to $1.5 billion. How? How? Speechless. I, I, <laughs> that fact leaves me Speechless. And it will shock you, too. Oh. See the Harry Potter facts that they don't want you to know. This young girl's mistake will leave her haunted forever. Click here to find out what. <laughs> Which Twilight character are you in 10 questions or less? I don't even know. I'm James. Every si- Oh, Jesus. Oh, what? Oh,
0: my... <laughs> what the heck?
2: I did the quiz earlier today. Okay,
0: I didn't even know there was a character named James. It's James.
1: James. There's a heavy chance that in every book, movie, anime, TV series, <laughs> that there's a James.
0: He was my favorite
2: character. It's,
1: it's always like- James.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. Good news anyway. Buzzfeed has come
1: to be kind of rep- indicative of everything that's wrong with the internet right now.
0: So it's it's Buzzfeed of- and Chom maybe. It's kind of appropriate that NBC Universal bought it then. True, true. We'll add that to the pile.
1: <laughs> okay. I just... Oh. I, now, not all $250 million are going straight to BuzzFeed. They're also going to Vox Media. I don't know who that is.
0: That's probably a good thing. No. I think I've heard of them. Is I've that- heard of
1: them too, and, and if they're involved with BuzzFeed, I don't want to know anything more about them.
0: Is that one of the groups that keeps like calling Larry Korea out for his sad puppies campaign?
1: No, that's a different Vox.
2: Vox Media is—they're uh, in charge of The Verge, um, oh. Racked, yeah, Recode. So the, the site that we're reading this <laughs> on. That would kind
1: of explain why The Verge has started to become rather Buzzfeed-like.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which
1: is okay. really sad for me. Yeah, I'm just shaking that my just- head
0: in disappointment. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just all sorts of awful. <sighs> okay. Um, it's their money, though. They can spend it how they want. It's yeah. not my money they're reinvesting because I cut the cord. Uh, let's go into some more tech news here. Intel
1: and Micron have decided to come out with um, the future. And, and, Schmitty, I don't know if you and I were... I think we were just talking about this offline. We weren't talking about it uh, on the show last week. But we're we're at a stage right now where hardware is accelerating so fast that we're literally to the point where we're just waiting for developers to figure out how to use it. Like, modern computers are capable of doing nearly anything between augmented reality, virtual reality, personal assistance, voice recognition, biometric recognition, preloading, and now Intel and Micron have developed a brand new type of memory. I know this sounds super boring, and I can understand why it sounds super boring if you're not into this, but it's a 1,000 times faster than NAND and 10 times denser which means it can handle um, a lot more stress and shock and take less power. Well, what's nand? Nand is flash memory. It's in your phone. It's in your thumb drives. It's probably a big chunk of your computer right now. Yeah, everything yeah, has SSD. nand. Yeah. 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 Everything uses nand. Okay? The onboard chipset of your car stereo has a small nand chip where it uses, where it houses everything. Everything that is not a physical spinning hard drive is nand, and even those physical spinning hard drives have a small piece of nand in them. NAND has been in use for 25 years. It's one of those things that's so ubiquitous that you don't even know it exists. You hear about RAM or SD RAM or DDR it's probably RAM. probably in
2: your fridges, too. I mean, it, it, this NAND is literally everywhere.
1: Yeah. And they've just figured out a way to make it a thousand times faster and increase the size tenfold. <laughs>
2: yeah um so i i have a neighbor that uh actually works at um i flash here in in utah and he w- he has worked on this it's called 3d x point i was trying to get him um on the show but because of uh, nda he can't talk about it and so even our conversations were really funny because he'd sit there and pause and like can i talk about this okay and so <laughs> the
1: bomb says no the one <laughs> yeah. we implanted in the back of your head it says no you the, can't
2: the tracker on my neck says no it's starting to beep so i should be quiet um but i mean he say how how amazing this stuff is how you know he's watching it being built and how the printing it on these platters and just just the way that it's built is uh in, technologically beyond how NAND is created um yeah it's and it's, from what
1: i understand and and they're obviously not given a whole lot of information it's not an evolution it's a leap
2: yeah it's a huge leap i mean it, think of think of the implications of this. If 3 D X point is introduced into our laptops and phones, first of all, the um, the capacity goes up, but it also means we don't need RAM anymore. We don't need cache in our in our processors anymore. Uh, video RAM maybe be a little harder to implement yeah. this, but but um, we yeah we don't need boot up time will be a lot less because you don't you no longer have to preload all of your apps into RAM. It's all coming from the same point at a thousand times faster than than previously. Than previously done and so everything will come from the same place uh, i can't i can't fathom you know what, it's, what life is going to be like with this but uh, now i can understand what life without it is because now it seems slow yeah <laughs> i mean i i can't stress this enough people the
1: future is here they're just waiting for programmers to figure out how to use it that yeah. is where
2: we're at and, then, and they're hoping that this technology can be implemented into laptops and phones by the end of 2016 so that soon, we will start to see, hopefully, this technology in in our devices. So That
1: is insane. I, I'm thrilled about this. I'm geeking out about it, to be perfectly honest.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. going to be the future soon. <laughs> Imagine going to buy a computer, and instead of saying, oh, yeah, this holds a terabyte. No, you go buy a laptop, and it holds 80 terabytes of space. And it's well, a how much RAM does it have? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there is no RAM. You don't need RAM. It's zero point. Okay, I've got it. <laughs> Cold fusion? No, no, it's just... it's just. How bad is that going to mess people up, though? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, people are so used to talking about RAM. Even people that don't understand what RAM does when they're buying a computer now. Oh, how much RAM does it have? They know that it's a, a metric that you should be gauging your computer purchases on. But now that it's taken, taken away, it's going to confuse the heck out
1: of people. <laughs> well, don't I need eight? I have a grandson that tells me I need at least eight. You play solitaire. That's all you do. You don't need 8 gigs of RAM for that. <laughs> you probably don't need a computer oh, for that.
2: Get a you Black want 8 terabyte model? Okay, 8 terabyte model. That's the lowest model you offer. <laughs> yeah.
0: Here's a here's a deck of cards, yeah. <laughs> which also holds 8 terabytes by the way. <laughs> Um, In other
1: tech news here, uh, The Verge reports um, NVIDIA, which we were just talking about before we started recording, is having some problems right now. The NVIDIA Shield, their mobile handheld gaming platform, uh, advertised that it was boosted far and above and beyond any other NVIDIA chipset to get higher performance. And because of that, they had to increase the thermal envelope in which all the components operated to make sure they didn't fry out and get damaged or anything. It turns out they may have not paid the same amount of attention to the battery as they are now recalling every single NVIDIA shield ever created for fear that the battery will catch fire and explode.
0: Which brings a, right That brings a whole new level of realism, though, to games like Call of Duty. <laughs> Flashbang out! <laughs> oh crap! My hands headshot. are on fire. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, you know, as far as as far as reasons to recall go, I think this is a pretty good one.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, I, I agree. I, I've I've suffered from uh, issues with batteries not blowing up on me, but uh, catching fire for one. So it's 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 a real issue, and it can cause it can cause problems and and harm to people. So, we don't want harm on people.
0: We don't. Generally, harm is a bad thing, so. (laughs) Unless you're my ex. (laughs) Uh,
2: Just saying. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah, if you have an NVIDIA shield, mayhaps you should uh, look into getting that taken back in. They do have a fix for it, so they're fixing them and sending them back out or giving you a new one, or I'm not sure exactly how the details go, but it's not like you're going to be without it forever. They have a way of repairing it. So yay! Um, in,
2: It'll come back of three extra three inches thicker, but <laughs> yeah, it
1: now weighs fifty pounds. and comes with a battery backpack.
2: Won't, won't blow up on you. It has a pull
1: start. <laughs> so you don't have to boot it up. <laughs> yeah, it's very realistic, especially for the racing sims. And um, what I think is our last tech headline, uh, I think anyway. Um, it's come to light that Bitdefender has been hacked. Which shouldn't what is Bitdefender? Shouldn't <laughs> surprise. Anyone, because Bitdefender, well, because everything's getting hacked. But Bitdefender is an antivirus firm. So,
2: not the thing you want to be. Hacked.
1: Right, right. Um, so, I guess a hacker took data uh, and tried to ex- uh, um, sorry, extort Bitdefender. That didn't work out. So, they released usernames and passwords to people who were su- subscribed to Bitdefender and claims that the usernames and passwords weren't encrypted. Which is not a really great thing to get from your inter- from your computer security company, that they have no security.
2: That's great. Yeah. So if you used Bit vendor um, stop.
0: <laughs> 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 Use Windows Defender instead. <laughs> I like how you just kind of threw that out there. <laughs> stop. Uh, well, I
2: mean, like this this isn't something that okay. So a lot of the things that 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 get hacked uh, can be solved by either you know changing your password or. Uh, you know wait waiting for three or four months for everything to blow over but something like this like a, a piece of security not even software a security service if it gets hacked it has a, a lot larger implications than just uh, you know some random website so it, if you're waiting for this to blow over it's going to take a few years if not like never (laughs) (laughs) just saying now interestingly
1: i I think the most interesting part of this entire article is not the article itself because it's on forbes.com and i scroll here to the bottom uh and nbc universal wants me to know that there are 10 things you do that greatly reduce your life expectancy (laughs) you won't believe number four i'm sure it'll restore my faith in humanity uh
2: is is forbes owned
1: by nbc universal i tell you freaking buzzfeed is everywhere
0: (laughs) it's everywhere now (laughs) I didn't They're realize. They're like the herpes of the internet. <laughs> yes, it is. It's
1: the herpes of the internet. I love okay. it. That is a show title somehow. <laughs> and, People and a bumper can say sticker. that
0: about us, though. Uh, Stolen droids, herpes of the internet.
1: Yeah, but it's already everywhere. And I didn't realize it until I upgraded to Windows 10. That's that's alluding to uh, a future discussion here that we're about to have. But because um, I've been using Edge, Edge browser, ever since I did the upgrade, I haven't been using Chrome I haven't had my ad block enabled anymore, and I've seen <laughs> all the Buzzfeed crap that I didn't even realize was there.
2: There's a freaking epidemic going on. Yeah. Oh yeah. So so yeah, I, the same thing happened to me. I, I used Edge for a while because it's just it's. Let's face it, Edge is really good. But um, I even fr- I forgot that I wasn't using Chrome until I had to switch profiles. And oh yeah, I don't have my Chrome profile switcher. So um, and now because I realize how good that ad blocker in Chrome. It, You download for Chrome is. I donated a little bit more money to that guy this time around. (laughs) (laughs) I realize how much
1: I love you. I can't live without you. Thank you. You I took you for granted.
2: (laughs) Um. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Yay Bitdefender. Yay NBC Universal. Okay. Into we have a couple more headlines here. Uh, That was just our last tech one. There's. Well, I guess technically this is. No. These are
0: these are still tech. Let's talk about Europe.
1: Yeah. well it's Google. So in that way, Europe. What the crap, man. Let's let's talk. Let's let's level here.
0: We need beef? an intervention.
1: Look, Europe, I know you feel like we're attacking you, but you have to know we're coming from a place of concern and care and that we really only want what's best for you, and that's for you to pull your collective head out of your rear and get
2: with the times. Okay. Isn't it, it derriere in French? <laughs> yes. <laughs> i just saying.
0: And since so. we're going to be talking about Spain, the cabeza out of the derriere. <laughs> yes
1: that's a show headline. (laughs) That's a show title if ever there is one. Um, Remove Cabeza from Derriere. Yeah, that that fits. We could do that. That fits in our character limit. (laughs) So, back in the day, a few months ago, and I forget exactly when this was, we reported on Spain and how the newspapers there were forcing local lawmakers to tax Google. Every time they would link to a news story from a local news outlet, Google would owe that news outlet money for it. They had to pay the tax. This wasn't just simply a uh, – Google had tried to get around this previously in other countries in Europe that were doing the same thing. Uh, they only had to pay if they had an excerpt from the news story in the link. So Google stopped doing it in that country and just provided the link. Spain made it mandatory. If you were going to link to a news source at all, you had to pay this tax. Google, and I love how um, how they do this, the wording they use, Google used the unexpected thermonuclear option and simply pulled out of Spain. Google News did. When we reported on this, I remember very clearly, I think all of us saying it, it wasn't just me, it was everyone saying, this is a bad idea, Spain. This is going to hurt. This is going to hurt you badly because Google has not been making money off of you. Google has been giving you money basically by sending people to your site. How are people going to get to your site now without Google? What do you know? It turns out we might know something about this internet's thing. Because that is precisely what has happened now. In the time since then, they've been running metrics in the country to figure out exactly how things have been affecting local news sources, agencies, newspapers, and whatnot. And everything is hurting. It is hurting so badly. And surprisingly, or not surprisingly, depending on how you look at it, it is hurting the small news agencies the worst. Because Americans or or anyone else out there, I want you to imagine the largest named news source you can think of. In my case, it's probably CNN, right? That's a big name. That's pretty well established. So you know that there's some big news. Let's say another lost airliner. Not to make light of the news or whatnot, that's a bad thing, but I want to find news about the latest lost airliner. Right now, you can go to Google and type in news, lost airliner, and it will pull open a whole, the top headlines that are trending right now, and it could come from anywhere. It could be from your local newspaper. It could be from a national newspaper. It could be from a blog you've never heard of. It's just pulling all sorts of data and it's giving it all to you. Imagine that's gone. And you know, you want news about the most recent lost airliner. Well, I guess I'm going to CNN.com and hoping they have something up for it. That's what you do. You just go to the biggest one you happen to know. And that's what they've been finding in Spain. So, but even the ones, the the large ones that everyone knows aren't seeing Uh, traffic anymore. So they're losing revenue. And Spain is saying, it's really too bad that Google decided to do this to us. This was really quite petty. It's like, are you kidding me?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that Europe really needs to kind of just figure out what's going on. Cause I mean, like you said, it's hurting the smaller companies worse than the smaller news agencies, worse than the large ones that can actually you know, afford to take a hit. Uh, it's but just, they're still it's, taking a hit, too. But they're still taking a hit, too. Exactly. It's just bad business all around. And they really need to understand how not only the Internet works, but how basic business works. Yeah, if someone I, is saying, I want to give you free business, you don't say, okay, well, you need to pay me for that privilege. That's stupid.
1: Well, I think the entire idea of, uh, and this is, must be terrifying to some governments. I mean, truly it must be terrifying, but there is another culture and it's the internet. And it's weird to say this, but I know that even though I live in, you know, America here, I'm in the Midwest, what's considered the Intermountain West. And I live in a middle-class home and that that culture doesn't translate that. If I get dropped off in the middle of Russia, my cultural understanding changes drastically, but if I go online, I can look things up a certain way. I can find certain things a certain way. I have access to certain information. I can access my own files. I can access whatever's been emailed to me. All these different things. And that remains the same no matter where you're dropped off. If you have an internet connection, the internet is the internet.
2: Unless you're dropped off in North Korea.
1: Right. In which case, you have no power. So <laughs> so it doesn't really matter
0: anyways. OneDrive
1: happens to be the name of the street you live on. Um <laughs> And it's named that because it's the one drive in town. Uh, I'm a little racist. It's okay.
0: It's because you're Asian. It's all Mm. right. We all look the
1: same anyway. Um, But so that must terrify some countries. Yeah. But on the flip side, France seems to understand that it's the same everywhere. And they want their rules to be applied everywhere as well. Because our next and our last headline here comes from France and their stupid right to be forgotten rule. You know that one where if you ever did something really embarrassing or bad or nefarious, like, say, oh, I don't know, maybe you killed your girlfriend and ate her brains while storing her body in a freezer. Well, you wow, have that the, went dark. As you do. <laughs> as you <laughs> do, right. Well, you have the right to have that forgotten. Hey, I served my time. People shouldn't be able to look that up about me. I want them to understand about the great ice cream truck business I'm running now and how I'm advertising that. And I'm available for parties. And so, the EU has passed this law called Right to be Forgotten, which says that you can put a request up to Google, and Google is obligated to remove that data. Now, after that passed, people were going up to take down the stupidest stuff ever, and everything. One guy, I remember he made headlines, and we talked about him here on the show, he uh, he said that, he had the right to forget the fact that he had bankrupted five companies and had failed at every job he had. Like there were articles about him because he was trying to get a job as a CFO for a new firm. And it's like, that's not a right to be forgotten. That should actually, like we should tattoo you with that.
2: That's like a warning label. (laughs) That's a, I'm bad at my job.
1: (laughs) Well, France has realized that uh, Google has only been applying the right to be forgotten rules within their borders. That let's say, you know, Joe Schmoe who ate his his girlfriend's brains um when you look him up in France yeah all you see is that hey he's uh he's a scorpio he loves long walks and he's looking for just a casual relationship that may end after 90 days but if you look him up anywhere else in the world you'll find his criminal record
2: or if you use bing
1: yeah if you if you use bing you'll find google's listing of his criminal record <laughs> <laughs> I kid. I actually enjoy using Bing. Um, but anyway, that's not my point. My point is is that France wants to extend that worldwide.
2: Yeah, I in, don't. In some, in some ways, I, I kind of agree with them. I mean, the right to to be forgotten on the internet should be the right to be forgotten on the internet. But on on the other hand, uh, it's kind of this this particular. Um, branch that that's imposing this this Nationale de l'Informatique for my get to whatever whatever the cnil um is a french-based organization that has pushed this so on, on one hand i i agree with them um that removing something internet from the internet should be removed from the internet but on on the other hand i i, I don't see it i mean it's it's something that one french um uh, uh, group is trying to impose on the whole internet which doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, let me ask yeah. you this,
1: because um, they're, not, um, they're not unique in this. This is being done by another country already, uh, and yeah. their right to be forgotten is uh, enforced pretty drastically. If you search for Tiananmen Square inside China, you will get pictures of Tiananmen Square and a visitor's guide mm-hmm. and a map and how beautiful it looks in the springtime and convenient places to eat. Yeah. If you look up Tiananmen Square anywhere else in the world, you get that very famous picture of a student stopping a line of tanks with his hand. Yeah. Okay. And in a really kind of perverse way, that's China executing its right to forget. It doesn't yeah. want its citizens to know that ever happened. Mm. And but for the rest of it, that's world history. That for the rest of us that's world history. You yeah. shouldn't forget. Yeah, and I don't think France would be real comfortable if it knew that I was comparing them with communist China in terms of censorship.
2: <laughs> well, if, if any, any country wants to forget all of their their military engagements, it would be France. So, just <clears throat>
0: oh wow, it.
1: drop that, Mike Schmitty, wow. drop it hard.
2: <laughs> wow. it does apply. But on another note, that we are talking about individual people, so. I don't know. It's a little bit different there.
1: No, you're um, right. I mean, let's be honest. The subjugation and um, oppression of a populace populace by a communist military force is a little bit different than that drunk selfie you took with the coworker that you then uploaded to Instagram. Pretty much. Just, just saying. You're right. Um, there is a slight <laughs> difference in terms of world importance. Um, but on yeah, the flip side, you're pretty point. sure that tank driver was going to have a hard time getting another job when every time you looked up his last <laughs> engagement, that's what popped up. Don't don't you think he had the right to forget it, too?
2: Absolutely. You know, I'm
1: looking. You know, Jen Poe, I, I noticed that uh, at your last engagement, you refused to drive over a pedestrian. Is there a reason why? Oh, you found that, huh? Yeah, it's all over the Internet. It's a funny thing, that <laughs> Just had to use Bing. <laughs> I'm probably not as funny as I think. Okay, Windows 10, it dropped. Awesome. I was giddy. I got no work done (laughs) Tuesday, which is dumb because it dropped Wednesday and I knew it. But me being who I am, I just had to have it right then.
2: Yeah. Now I I got it Tuesday too.
1: (laughs) Now, if you have, if you know that you have Windows 10 coming to you but it still hasn't dropped for you, check out StolenDroids.com. I did a, a write-up, which might seem a little bit wordy, a little bit technical. Reach out to us. Uh, feedback at stolenroids.com, if you have any questions about it. But that will get Windows 10 onto your machine fully activated, properly it will work. Trust me. And of um, course,
0: the big caveat on that is that you can actually install all of the freaking pending updates for Windows 8 or Windows 7 <laughs> or whatever.
1: Yeah. See, I don't have a problem with that because my computer has always been kept up to date.
0: It's but always mine, but my computer's not. retarded Obviously right not.
2: <laughs> the other caveat we, we have to mention is also it, if you are a big user of Windows Media Center, Oh yeah, upgrading to Windows 10 will remove it. Yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. We should
1: stress that. Um, yeah. I use Windows Media Center on my laptop, where I did. Um, I felt it was not worth keeping to move up to Windows 10, and I don't regret it. However, my actual media center in my living room also uses Windows Media Center, and I will not upgrade that one to Windows 10. It must stay it's on, still Windows
2: on Windows 8. 7, right?
1: No, that one's on eight, eight point one. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I can't, I can't leave Windows Media Center, so that one no. computer will have to stay. Just what it is, yeah. but yes, absolutely, a good point there, Schmitty. If you use Windows Media Center, do not upgrade to ten.
2: Well, yeah, and that was asked, that was asked by uh, Ruff, I believe, um, and on on our Facebook page. But yeah, that that is a one of the one of the biggest caveats that has kept, have kept that have kept a lot of the people that I know from Windows ten mm-hmm. because the alternative is a step backwards, as stated by Doctor Squishy. Why is the alternative of Windows Media Center a step backwards? And uh, that's a whole other discussion that I could could go on
1: because what's popular is not always what's best. Um, but let's be honest here. If you're a windows user and windows 10 is available to you and excuse me, and you don't use windows media center, upgrade to windows 10. Absolutely. That is the only reason not to upgrade to windows 10 is that you use windows media center. If you don't use windows media center or don't even know what it is or don't even have it upgrade to windows 10. That is not because I'm a Microsoft fanboy. I know. I am. But the fact of the matter is, it really is just that much better. Yeah. Yep. Now, yep. we kind of <laughs> joked at the beginning here of this episode that I'm running Windows 10. Schmitty's not. Uh, Zoner's having problems with it right now. And that's all true. And yet what we just <laughs> said is also
0: true. So- I, I should say I have it on wor- on my work machine. I think I installed it on Wednesday. Um, so, yeah, I, I do have experience with it, and it is slick. It oh, is it's, nice. Yeah. It's beautiful. You know, and, and, and it's weird that today is
2: the first time I've had a problem this big on Windows 10. Well, and it wasn't that big of a problem. I just couldn't hear Zookin's Honor through the Hangout. Which is a problem um, if
0: well,
1: you're doing a podcast. For all we know, but. it's Google Chrome.
2: <laughs> yeah, it could have been Google Chrome's fault. Yeah, but, well, well, well un-
1: it, until you troubleshoot it, it's a problem. Yes. Yeah. Um, I have not had any problems, which kind of surprises me, to be perfectly honest. I have always been of the staunch opinion that you never upgrade Windows. You do a clean install. You have to do a clean install because if you upgrade, things will go wrong. Well, Windows 10, the only way you can get it for free is to do an upgrade. You can go back and (laughs) wipe it after the fact, but you have to do an upgrade. And honestly, I've had no issues. I've had no issues here on my laptop, and my laptop's like five years old, and I've had no issues with my tablet which is just a dual core atom processor. It has worked flawlessly on both now. Okay. Love fest aside, let's get to hard numbers here. Okay. Microsoft released an an announcement 24 hours after launch windows had received or windows 10 had gone through 14 million installs. Okay. That's a big number. I didn't really know what it meant though, because typically when we talk about market share, everyone's always talking about percentage points. Okay. Um, well, what's the percentage? What's the overall number? That's how we get that figured out. As best I was able to figure out.
2: Um, it's about 1.5% market share.
1: Well, it's actually about 1. Okay. Because uh, I estimated, uh, based on the most recent reports, there should be about 1.55 billion desktop and laptop, personal desktop and laptops in the world right now. Okay. Uh, and of those, and of course I didn't. Mark that down here. 1.6 of them are running some Linux distribution. Please keep in mind these are personal computers, not servers. Um, that's an important distinction to make. I want to say 70% are on Windows uh, 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, window, um, OSX Mavericks um, currently makes up 7%. Windows 8 makes up 15%. And Windows 10, after 24 hours, made up 1%. So in 24 hours, Windows nearly matched desktop Linux in terms of market penetration. Now, if that sounds like oh, well, it's just one percent, you have to understand that is the fastest adoption rate of any operating system in history. Never mind a Windows one. Yeah. You know, when Mavericks launched, hey Apple people, we know how much you love your upgrades. We're giving this one to you for free. So it was no surprise that within like, I think I want to say it was three months. Within three months, 55 percent. Of Apple users were using the newest version of OS X. This is
2: kind of a surprise
1: because most people are not Windows zealots,
2: <laughs> you know. True. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I think one of the biggest reasons was that they made it so much easier this time. I mean, they, in advance they were telling people, "Okay, Windows Ten is coming. Reserve your copy now. You can even check to see if your computer is compatible." Um, and and in most cases, they're pre- they're pre downloading bits of Windows 10 to your computer. So when it comes time to upgrade, it's already there. You don't have to download it. So they're making it so much easier for the consumer now. It's, it's as easy as, okay, click. Yeah, I'll wait for this. Sure. Whereas previous versions of you know upgrading from 7 to 8 and eight to, from 8 to 8.1 have been just pains in the butt. So this is... The upgrade, upgrade from 8 no
1: to 8.1 was truly painful for me. Uh, Windows yeah. 8 was the first one I legitimately paid for. Windows 7, I always got from an employer. I always got a copy Uh, legally. I just didn't have to pay for it. Um, Vista came with a couple computers. XP, I never paid for that, ever. (laughs) I installed it for years, and I never paid for it. I thought it was
2: free. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: I got it from uh, the download, right? Yeah. Um, Windows 8, however, I paid for. I got the actual physical CD or DVD. I got a key code. Everything was great. Everything was wonderful. When I upgraded to 8.1, that key code no longer worked. And the key code I got for 8.1 was an upgrade only. So every time I had to reinstall, I had to go back to Windows 8, activate it, upgrade again, reactivate it. Pain in the butt. Yeah, Windows 10, beautiful. Now, we don't have much time left. We need to cover this again because you're going to be hearing some new stories coming out, if you haven't already. Uh, the myths about Windows 10, are they true, are they not, what you should do. First off, it is activated to your computer. This is true. It does not have a key code. This is a good thing, believe it or not, because it means that if your computer, uh, if you ever get a virus and you need to wipe your hard drive, you can reinstall Windows 10 and it recognizes, oh, I know this computer, this computer's activated.
0: And it won't ask for However, a product key, so. we should note that if you're trying to just install Windows 10 from an ISO, it will ask you for a product key. If yes. you're not doing the upgrade, it will ask you for a product yeah. key.
1: Upgrade from within Windows. That'll be an upgrade. That'll activate. If you try and boot from CD and install it that way, it will ask for a product key. Good catch, Donner. Um, if you upgrade your RAM, still activated. You upgrade your hard drive, still activated. Upgrade your video card, probably still activated. You may have to talk to Microsoft on that one. But if my if my experience with them has been any indication, it'll still be activated. The only way you would need to get a new license is if you get a new motherboard and CPU, which at, at that point, that's not an upgrade. You've got a new computer.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, what does this happen? What does this mean? Cause it's only free for the first year. What if your computer dies after that? Well, then guess what? You are going to buy a new computer anyway. And windows 10's license is already in
2: that cost. So, yeah. Well, in some cases too, if you get a new NIC card or, or an ethernet card, uh, it will be a new activation because they use the MAC address in your NIC card, and most people won't have to worry about this because the NIC card is built into your motherboard. But if the if the Ethernet port in your motherboard dies and you have to buy an add-on, that may invalidate your Windows 10 copy.
1: Yeah, uh, the details are still coming out on that one, uh, on all of this actually. But by design, you shouldn't need to. We'll see if that stays true. Okay, next one you'll hear: Microsoft is taking away your choice and making you update. Well, yeah. Now, I've done a deep dive through all the settings, and there is an option where you can delay upgrades, not updates. You can delay them up to six months. Well, what are upgrades? See, Windows 10 is supposed to be the last Windows version. So, throughout the years, they're going to be giving us upgrades. If you don't want the upgrade, you can delay it. Well, why can't you delay updates? Well, because if Windows XP taught us anything, it's that you people are not <laughs> updating your computer,
2: and Hey,
0: <laughs> I, I have them set to automatically install. I have no these are, answers.
2: These are important security updates that if not downloaded and, and installed, it will cause it may cause harm to your computer because people will exploit those security yeah. holes. History hold has those. proven
1: people will do it. And history has also proven you people aren't updating your computers. <laughs> so Microsoft is taking that option out of yeah. your hands. Now, yes, there is a backdoor way to uh, disable that. The chances are good that if you know your computer well enough that you can install a back end hack to disable that, then you also know how to keep those exploits from happening to your computer in the first place. No. Now, Mozilla is attacking Microsoft on that by saying that uh, they are taking away people's choices on browsers. That's not true. It just takes a couple extra clicks to set your browser back. But one thing that Microsoft is doing, which micro- that Mozilla is blasting them for, if during your update, your computer notices that your anti-malware or antivirus is not compatible with Windows 10, it yeah, will... Yeah, it'll uninstall it. It'll remove it. And then it will notify you when that particular type of software has been updated for Windows 10 and it'll allow you to reinstall. Believe it or not, that's a good thing. Because if you try and use an antivirus or anti-malware that's not actually compatible with your OS, you could be introducing a bunch of security holes.
0: I'm pretty sure France is going to have issues with that. uh, Screw uh, France.
2: Another another issue you could have with that is that your antivirus will start flagging a whole bunch of false positives due to things that windows 10 is trying to do it'll, it'll it'll see a lot of things windows 10 is trying to do and think that they are actual threats yeah so um, you don't want that
1: <laughs> look people i understand you want to feel like you're in control of your computer but over the past 20 years you have proven over and over and over that you don't actually take care of your computers so the computer is being taught to take care of itself
0: kind of like, like mac users <laughs> yeah
1: in a less pretentious way about it. Uh, if you have any other questions about it, let us know, please. Uh, feedback at StolenDroids.com. Um, I don't know. Do we have time for our favorites?
0: Mm, probably sure. not. Let's... Yeah. <laughs> okay, you can't on-air produce. Sure, sure, I can. I can do that. I made He's that He's a producer. Call. He can on-air
1: produce. <laughs> my favorite, Arrow Launcher. It's in beta. It's a Microsoft launcher for Android. Not bad. I've been trying it out. Uh, Google it if you want to find a link. I couldn't find one for you, so.
2: Cool. <laughs> uh, my favorite is Comic Rocket. Uh, I fell behind in a lot of my, the web comics I was reading and couldn't figure out where I was in it. So I needed a solution to to remind me where I was in, in uh, these web comics. So Comic Rocket is a really good tool for that. They have already indexed over 80,000 comics. So check them out. Oh, no, 40,000, sorry.
0: And my favorite, somebody put Chris Farley into the mission, new Mission Impossible trailer that's an upset go watch it
1: <laughs> all right that is our show this week uh again if you have questions and we know you do let us have them uh or follow us on facebook tweet us at twitter plus us on something that would soon to die and until next time cheers
0: and the blind. good day this has been a stolen droids media production